Hello everybody my name is Aditya Satyam Pandey and today I'll be covering the scope of the global geopolitical transition in this pandemic and I'll also discuss the impact of novel coronavirus in various state relations and the current stand of India As the novel coronavirus explores new geographies heart-wrenching headlines are becoming new normal in everybody's life. In simple words, the virus has left the world clueless. This is not the first time the world is witnessing such challenges, but considering the globalization and countries' interdependence, the world today seems to be more knotted together than ever before. Such kind of matrix of relationship, which can be tangible by trade and intangible by shared thoughts of common belief, creates a butterfly effect in any decision making across the globe by any leader face shield here we are talking about leaders across the world trying their level best to number 1 deliver best medical facilities to the infected number 2 deliver basic human amenities to the citizens number 3 the last and the most important one failing in providing the above two points force government to enter blame game to cover one's reputation The times are tough and tough times need tough decisions. Governments across the globe vary their strategic leniency, trade relation and ideology from and to each other. Amid such a diverse bouquet of leaders, tackling a common enemy seems to be difficult. To tackle such problem, we had united post world war to form a global government called United Nations, of which WHO is an autonomous part. Theories were propagated in media by White House alleging WHO to be in direct coordination with the authoritarian communist government of China to cover the initial and unhampered reports of covid patients though such allegations do not find any counter statement when it simply reflects the characteristic negation of the authoritarian regime of China but when eminent institutions like WHO get covered in such political obligation it is an alarming voice the usa is about to witness a national election within a few months such an event is important to consider while examining a series of events which took place prior and post to the apocalypse us president donald trump has always provided fear to his voters fear of democrats refugees migrants and what not china was a hot fear to deliver prior to the elections America and China were both engaged in diplomatic trade war even before the outbreak of COVID-19. The outbreak provided a breeding ground for the hate against China not just in US but across the world. Respected state media houses are covering the issue as per their state's national policy towards China. The Chinese government on the other hand has its own efficient framework of face shielding. Huge propaganda machinery has already started making Xi famous from infamous again. But the COVID pandemic has tattered the tolerance threshold of Chinese people. Reports suggest there is a streaming pressure of resistance in China against Xi's government. India on the other hand, since the time of Nehru, also nation's first foreign minister, has been a neutral contender in global diplomacy and foreign relations. It has traded weapons with USSR and computers with America at the same time. 
Besides the fact that India and China had bordered disputes and had also fought against each other one time formally and many time informally, both the countries share a history, common roots of suffering and somewhat similar bloody ending of colonialism. Though India's trade deficit with China in 2019 was about $56 billion, India utilizes trade for almost everything from China. But the political stance has always been skeptical for China, considering the authoritarian skills China inherited in its political diaspora. Xi Jinping, a name with several connotations, is a mixture of Mao and Ding. Having lost his father in state-sponsored treason propaganda helped him gather public confidence in no time. Xi, in spite of having personal losses in building China, was and is not always correct. He declared himself lifetime president of People's Republic, which was the turning point of his political career. Long brewing people's anger against him since then is now witnessing escalations due to coronavirus pandemic. Citizens have lost trust in the government and the lowest strata of workers are the ones suffering the most. Communist regime, which has always stood for labors and workers, failed to safeguard their citizens, according to the news reports. Xi has now obligations to shield his face and gain people's confidence back. Reports suggest aggressive Chinese behavior in global diplomacy is actually Xi's method to confuse his people. Xi now wants to give his people fear and pseudo-nationalism by claiming South China Sea and by projecting India to be an intruder into Chinese territory. State media is purposely propagating footages of Chinese soldiers holding a banner in their hand reading, You have crossed the border, please go back. Monday's clash has now affirmed Chinese confidence over the area. Now the question arises, what does China actually want? To answer this question, let us see what happened till yet. China on one side of the picture is facing global pressure from multiple countries. On the other side, people of China have lost confidence over the government. Local agitation has much more to say, as Xi, after declaring him lifetime president, now fears rising voices against him. On first look, it seems like that non-modest policy of China is to gain back the lost confidence of Chinese people. But a short history says a lot more. China had a divisive confrontation with America even before the pandemic. Blocking Huawei for 5G technology seems to be the starting point for these clashes. But was it alone? Certainly not. Anti-China sentiments has existed since mid-19th century in America right after the Chinese immigrants arrived for the first time in US. As to save local jobs from immigrants, Mexico was not alone in the hit list of Trump's manifesto. Asia was also one of them. Immigrants make up 17% of the total US labor market. China and America share sentiments of hatred since 1800s. And from time to time, countries have opted for legal routes for exclusions of each other. But Donald Trump has made this anti-China sentiment more openly available by endorsing it in his vocal manifestos. Consequently, both the countries are now into a trade war. This trade war has witnessed some direct assaults on diplomats and business professionals of both the countries. They were arrested under the charges which both countries considers to be legitimate and true. 
Chinese aggression on the areas of Ladakh is more than enough for India to choose a stand after this. Both China and India have always been contender for each other and the reason is both countries share same core competency and they are number 1 cheap labor market number 2 skilled labor market and number 3 developed supply chain network of roads railways airways and water route at the level of interstate intercity and international though in some sectors like that of manufacturing india still has a long way to go but i think that can be effectively managed by investments the data is coming from the departments are actually confirming this india's forex reserve stands all time high at more than 500 billion dollars companies leaving china are having all their eyes on india but above all the question remains will china be able to overcome itself from the shock what does chinese aggression on border mean to answer that i'll quote some development in international politics In 2017 India joins Wasenaar agreements. In 2018 India joins missile technology control regime. In 2018 India joins Australia group. Couple of days before India has joined global partnership on artificial intelligence. In a coming few days India is set to join United Nations Security Council as a non-permanent member. what are these and how will they help building india will be covered some other time but all these achievements manifest expanding global presence of india though this has been done successfully due to political synergy at present but the reality is india really needs them at this point economic dependence makes a nation weak for having an independent stand of our own these development shows india's diplomatic shift from north to west but at the same time india has continued to dishonor american sanctions it has purchased oil from iran chabahar port is another strategic move in the region india has also continued purchasing weapons from russia s400 missile defense system was a need for which india reached russia these moves of india still keeps diplomacy in center delhi understands the importance of china economic boycott may harm india back in many non calculable ways hundreds of market will either shrink thousand folds or will get closed leaving millions of sellers empty handed these sellers include person sitting on walkover bridge boy running after your car on red light and auntie selling crockeries on footpath on the other hand china's portfolio is so diverse that indian boycott will hardly affect their labor market China understands the short term but big problem of India it tries to exploit it and hammers on us to not choose America over China for long term economic relations the recent brutal clashes on monday was a cheap act of persuading india it was horrifyingly brutal and pathetic in its own ways the chinese soldier had said to use iron rods with nails embodied in it in spite of the fact that this act reflects economic constraints of alleged communist government of beijing china successfully manifested its request in a very undiplomatic way this time undeterred by china losing more men than india it continues to mock india diplomatically and by its state owned media india on the other hand seems to be stiff at attacking position without any bloodshed 
Recent bans by telcos and railways are small but important signals to Beijing that we have options. Above that, it also plans to equip its soldiers on forefront at LSE with lightweight droid armors. India will also make its soldiers keep the same weapons which China used, though being silly. Developments on the issue will be covered in the forthcoming podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.